G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Joining me on the line today is our Middle East correspondent, Ron Ross. How are you, brother? I'm great, Matt. How are you? Very good. Now, I've been watching with keen interest to see how the coronavirus is affecting Israel. Recently, it's been noted as the highest in the world relative to population. Give us the latest update there. Yeah, new statistics published by the IDF's Coronavirus Task Force finds that Israel's daily confirmed cases are now the highest in the world. The report also notes a sharp spike in the number of serious cases. It's increased to more than tenfold in the last three months and reflects an authentic increase in morbidity, the report said. The Health Ministry reported on Sunday that the number of serious cases is 749. Of those, 196 are on ventilators. Israel health officials have warned that 800 serious cases is a red line number. Another number causing concern is the positive test rate. That's the percentage of individuals tested who are found to be infected. It's now 13.6%. The preferred level is 7%. Well, it's certainly uh, alarming to hear how it's affecting Israel. And, you know, I have seen a lot of stats showing that people are turning to God and to Jesus more than ever before uh, during COVID. Let's hope and pray that many in Israel do turn to uh, to Jesus in this time. Uh, other news in the Middle East. Uh, it's Saudi Arabia says it busted a terrorist, a terrorist cell by the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. Saudi Arabia said on Monday it had taken down a terror cell that had received training from Iran's Revolutionary Guards, arresting people and seizing weapons and explosives. The spokesman for the Presidency of State Security said in a statement on state media that three of those arrested had been trained in Iran, while the rest had been arrested linked to a cell in various roles. Cell members received military and field training, including on how to make explosives inside the guards site in Iran for several weeks in late 2017. The statement said weapons and explosives were confiscated at two locations, a house and a farm in the Gulf Arab state, the world's largest oil exporter and key US ally. And uh, in Egypt, there's the Palestinian Authority looming as Mahmoud Abbas moves closer to Turkey, Qatar and Hamas. What's the latest update there? Egypt is upset with the Palestinian Authority leadership for reportedly undercutting Cairo's role as a main player in the Palestinian arena, particularly with regards to ending the Fatah-Hamas rivalry. The Egyptians are also said to be disturbed by the recent rapprochement between the Palestinian Authority, Qatar and Turkey. The Palestinian Authority leadership, on the other hand, is reported to be disappointed with the Egyptians for supporting the recent normalization agreement between Israel, the United Arab Emirates, and Bahrain. 
the Palestinians have accused the two Gulf states of stabbing the Palestinian people in the back and betraying Al-Aqsa Mosque, Jerusalem and the Palestinian issue. Now, Donald Trump seems to be in the headlines all the time around the Middle East. Uh, interesting that the Palestinians are blaming Trump as their funding falls by 85%. Yeah, they say the drop in Arab aid to the Palestinian Authority is uh, right at uh, President Trump's re- responsibility. Most of the Arab countries did not abide by the decisions of the Arab summits to provide a financial safety net of $100 million for Palestine in the face of U.S. and Israel sanctions, Palestinian Authority Foreign Minister Riyad al-Malaki said. We do not know if this was a result of the financial repercussions of the coronavirus pandemic or at the request of the U.S., as President Trump said. But the result is the same. Unfortunately, these decisions have not been done nor implemented, he said. The New Arab reported that Trump told Prime Minister Netanyahu that he had asked the rich Arab countries not to pay the Palestinians. And, mate, I'm just curious, uh, on the topic of Trump, uh, I know you're a, you're a keen follower of politics as well. What are your thoughts on the U.S. election? Do you think Trump will uh, get, get through again, or do you think Biden might uh, become the new president? Well, I, I think it's a very vital election. I've been watching it very closely, and uh, I can't trust the U.S. media very well uh, because most of the stuff they report is propaganda. But uh, I know many people are praying right now that President Trump is re-elected or there will be terrible ramifications for the U.S. and the Middle East. Mm, certainly one to watch, certainly one to pray for as well. And uh, one more story for you, uh, Ron. I'm curious to hear from, from this one. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia's Saudi house, where he launched war, has been restored. Tell us about this. The Saudi government has restored the house from which world-renowned British intelligence and combat officer T.E. Lawrence helped launch a campaign to oust the Ottoman Turks from the heart of the Islamic world during World War One. The restoration is very interesting and encouraging, Jacob Rosen, a former Israeli ambassador to Jordan, said. It seems that Saudi Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabia is maturing and is willing to recognize one of the arch opponents of the Saudi dynasty. Lawrence worked with the Hashemites. Of course, it's good for tourism as well, he said. Rosen is a leading expert on Lawrence and has amassed the world's largest collection of translations of Seven Pillars of Wisdom, Lawrence's autobiographical account of his time in the Middle East. The Hashemites are the royal family of Jordan and were a rival to the House of Sword, the ruling monarchy of Saudi Arabia during the unrest of the early part of the last century. Lawrence attained international fame from the 1962 British film Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, That's an interesting story, and it would suggest uh, a big change in attitudes within the Saudi Arabia leadership. Well, it's always fascinating to hear what's happening in the Middle East, and we need to definitely keep praying for the peace of Jerusalem and praying for revival in Israel. That's one part of my prayer every day. 
Uh, it's so important to uh, keep our eyes on what's happening. And, and recently, uh, there's been a lot of celebrations with uh, Yom Kippur and the, uh, the 10 Days of Awe during the Feast of Trumpets. Uh, what did you do, Ron? Do you, do you have something uh, that you do you know, in your ministry where you're uh, you know, acknowledging that, that feast? Well, my wife and I actually fasted uh, for the last 21 days uh, from uh, various things, but uh, I've been very dis- uh, upset to see that during Yom Kippur, 33 Israelis died uh, from the coronavirus pandemic. Mm. Well, I just love the fact that uh, you've got your finger on the pulse in the Middle East and Israel and that you're a man of prayer as well. Uh, it's always good to catch up with you, Ron. Thanks for your time, mate. God bless. And uh, You too, Matt. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.